Welcome to Prophet Emmanuel Xiao's audio podcast. This is the place where we come and receive the word from God through his servant. This is the part two of our current series. We will be studying how the power of good relationship can provoke the blessings of God. Amen and amen. This is just food for thought. Um, now in the, in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter, thank you, Lord Jesus the Christ. The book of Second Chronicles, chapter 25, verse 1. Now the Bible says that Amaziah was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. And after he reigned you know in um, in jerusalem for 29 years the bible said that his mother na- uh, you know uh, his his mother's name was um jehoidan of jerusalem now this king and this young guy became a king at a very young age but the verse 2 now provoked my thinking the bible says that and he did what was right in the sight of the lord He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Somebody say, but. But. So he was doing what was right in the sight of the Lord. But the Bible says, but not with a loyal heart. Not with a loyal heart. Now, this is just to provoke your thought. I know that many of us are serving the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 and 6 says that he has made us kings and he has made us priests. So therefore you are a priest and therefore you are a king. So some of you have been reigning for years now. I don't know how many years that now you have been reigning as a king in Christ. But now the Bible says that this man called Amaziah became a king when he was 20, 25 years of age. But the big question is that, are you serving the Lord with a loyal heart? He did what was right. But the big question is, why can you do something, what, what is right, but not with a loyal heart? How many of us are here? How many of us are thinking? Hmm. He did what was right, but not with a loyal heart. So now, charity, ask yourself that now you're you being a king, you being a child of God. For all these years, have you ever sat down and asked yourself that am I serving the Lord with a loyal heart? Loyalty. Loyalty. So now, when you use the NLT now the, of the verse 2, the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 25 verse 2, he said, Amaziah did was pleasing in the Lord's sight 
but not wholeheartedly not wholeheartedly meaning that not with a loyal heart so now first when you go you jump to the, the book of second chronicles chapter 16 verse 9 there's a very powerful scripture over there now this is not what we are going to look at today but it is just to provoke your thought to ask yourself Kwesi, are you serving the lord with a loyal heart mommy felicia are you serving the lord with a wholeheartedly with a loyal heart Afraso, are you serving the lord with, a whole, with your whole heart so now the bible says in the book of second chronicles chapter 16 verse 9 that the, the eyes of the lord sets the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully connected to him now the nkjv says that the eyes of the lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth so everywhere now the the, the word the eyes of the lord signifies his presence the, the spirit of the lord are the eyes of god so it is not just you know to say that the, the eye of god is just moving no it is his spirit that is moving to and fro so it is now in your room it is at your workplace it is you know in your school it is in your in your bedroom but the bible says that it is moving to and fro throughout the entire world to show himself strong on behalf of those who whose heart is loyal to him it's only on behalf of those who have a loyal heart whose heart are committed to him wholeheartedly not when you only need something that you, you go into the presence of God but God is looking for men and women with a loyal heart with how they are doing they're serving God with their whole heart with their whole mind and with their whole body everything that is within them how many of us are thinking how many of us are asking ourselves questions am i serving the lord it is just to stir up your thought it is just to stir up you know your 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 understanding and whatever that you are doing mommy karen are you serving the lord with a loyal heart with a whole heart or sometimes you feel like serving the lord you feel like i don't want to serve god mommy give it you feel that you want to give up in your prayer life or you don't care whatever that is going on you are still very committed to the to god regardless of the things that you are going through loyalty 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 and we'll be coming there loyalty and disloyalty god is looking for men god is looking for people with a loyal heart now begin to examine yourself since you became a king in christ since you became a priest in christ have you been loyal i know that you are doing the right thing but is it with your whole heart are you going to church is it with your whole heart are you serving the lord is it with your whole heart 
these are big big questions you need to ask yourself and if now the answer is no then you need to go back and do it right serving the lord with your whole heart and with your whole mind your whole body everything that is within you god bless us amen it is just a food for thought to provoke your thought to you know stir up your mind so that you wouldn't feel lazy you wouldn't feel um you know how, how do i put it you you don't feel um so so comfortable with your christian life sometimes there there must come where the word of the lord that will stir up your thinking yeah bridget you, you must it must stir up your thought in the name of jesus the christ so how many of us are are thinking now are searching deep down within themselves are searching down within themselves my root are you searching down yourself and asking yourself that are you loyal to god because every relationship is based on loyalty every relationship is based on loyalty so the moment that jane you are in a relationship and your partner begins to cheat on you what happens you become very sad your heart is broken because now he is not loyal to you so Augustina, you are looking for loyal men everybody in a relationship is looking for somebody that is loyal not to cheat on him or her that is the same way that God is also looking for loyal people I and this is the time that we must understand the rules of engagement every relationship is based on that so loyalty and this loyalty will come there as we are treating the law of relationship we will look at loyalty am i loyal when i i i was reading the scripture i was asking myself am i loyal to god I need to be loyal so somebody should declare that I would examine myself to make sure that I am loyal to God in the name of Jesus the Christ so loyalty and disloyalty so I'll be loyal to God in the name of Jesus I'll be loyal I'll be loyal yeah examine yourself at edna paris are you loyal to god and i'll be loyal you also need to be loyal in the mighty name of jesus the christ thank you spirit divine yeah we'll be loyal we need to be loyal felicia we need to be loyal a lot of people are not loyal to god yeah a lot of us are not loyal thank you lord jesus the christ The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13, now verse 11.
the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. So the Bible says, finally, brethren, farewell, be complete. Now somebody should declare, be complete. Now the word complete means be matured. Now the Lord is looking for people that are matured. So maturity. So finally, farewell, become, become complete. He's talking about maturity. Yeah. So maturity is all about you being complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. Hmm. Hmm. Finally, my brethren, farewell. Be complete. So now, this word is for matured sons. This word is for matured sons. Happy. It is for matured sons and daughters. And the Bible says that be of good comfort and be of one mind. Somebody should declare one mind, meaning that be together. And he said, live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Mm. Now, we started um, this series on the law, the, the law of relationship or you know, the law of good relationship and now I said last week that we are continuing today and this is what the Apostle Paul was telling the church of Corinth he said finally brethren so now he was talking to the church at that time and he said farewell he said be complete now so he was talking about growing into maturity and now anybody that is you know seeking to grow into maturity now, the first thing that happens is that, you know, you'll be of good comfort. You'll be comforted on every side, regardless of whatever that you, go, you are going through, you'll be comforted. And he said that the next thing is be of one mind. Now, he's talking about now um, living together as one in the body of Christ. And he said, live in peace. Oh, somebody should declare, I will live in peace with one another. So, now, when we satisfy all these conditions, and it triggers the love of God. So, it says, and the love of God. So, what brings the love of God into manifestation is when, you know, we are of one mind. We are of one mind. And we are living in peace with one another. Then, the blessing that follows is the love of God. It's triggered and the Bible says that the love of God and the peace so the two things that happens over here the love of God and the peace of God now moves from heaven then it begins to fill the atmosphere wherever that now there is unity wherever that there is unity so now the Bible says that greet one another with a holy kiss all the saints greet you the grace of the lord jesus christ oh somebody to, to write to help me write this thing there so the first thing again you know in in the chapter 14 is now the grace of the lord jesus christ we are talking about the grace of the lord jesus christ over here and the second thing is the love of god mm. and the communion we are talking about the fellowship of the spirit 
and he said be with you all why because we are together so now this is what triggers these blessings to come upon the sons and the daughters that understands you know unity and that understands you know the power of of, of good relationship with each other so what is present when now myself and you we are together we are having good relationship is what the grace of god is available the grace of god becomes available and he said the love of god too is present the love of god is also present and what happens is that now there is the fellowship of the spirit could the communion Cononia of the spirit so when myself and you we have we've established a very good relationship the holy spirit is present and the bible said that be with us all amen jesus So now the power of good relationship we are continuing the series the power of good relationship establishing the good relationship here so now afras i want you to go back there for me so now the bible says that be of one mind so anywhere that we, we've established good relationship, we are of one mind. We have one identity. We have one agenda. The power of good relationship, yeah. So he said, you know, finally, brethren, you know, farewell, be complete, be of good cheer, and be of one mind. Now the power of one mind, unity in the realms of the spirit. So when you go to the, the book of chapter 2 the book of Acts chapter 2 let's start from verse 1 I'm just trying to lay some foundation then we'll push it into a dimension that the Spirit of the Lord will help us so now the Bible says that when the day of Pentecost had come because there, there was this 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 is a promise that God promised us long time in the, in the law and in the prophets so the bible says that when the day of pentecost had fully come they were all with one accord now somebody declared that they were all in one accord so now what what provokes the blessings of god <clears throat> the power of good relationship provokes the blessings of god <clears throat> somebody should say that the 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 what one accord or the power of good relationship provokes the blessings of god so now the bible says that when the day of pentecost had fully come they were with one accord so now these people were 120 people that they were with one accord meaning that they had one mind and when as they had one mind they were in one place and the bible said that suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting now the power of good relationship 
so the the the, the relationship you know they had a cordial relationship and the bible says that then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the government of heaven that is the holy ghost so the holy ghost is the government of heaven the holy ghost and the bible says that and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them the utterances so it's the spirit that gave them the utterances but it all started when now the early church understood the power of having good relationship establishing a good relationship with each other so first let's go to the book of Acts chapter 1 now verse 8 so now when you go to the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8 the Bible says that but you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the world to the earth so Jesus Christ said told them that they will receive power but how can they receive power how can they receive power how so a lot of people would say that now the, the, the in the day of Pentecost the, the, the people were gathered and they were just praying no it didn't it didn't start with only prayer it started with what unity and it provoked heaven it started with what one accord and it started with good relationship with one another they were dwelling in one accord oh. so what brought about the promise of the father thank you lord jesus so the holy ghost is the promise of the father oh somebody should declare that the holy ghost is the promise of the father that is the power of good relationship with one another. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the promise of the Father. So perhaps when you go to the book of Galatians chapter 3. Now Galatians chapter 3. Now let's, let's start from verse 5. So now the Bible says that therefore he who supplies the spirit... He who supply the spirit to you and works miracles among you does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith and now the bible says that just as abraham believed god and it was accounted to him for righteousness therefore know that only those who are of faith are the sons of abraham now the verse 8 the bible says that and the scripture foreseeing that god will justify the the gentiles by faith preach the gospel to Abraham so the first gospel was preached to Abraham so now the word gospel means the good news was preached to Abraham beforehand saying so this is the gospel in you all the nations shall be blessed so those who are of faith are believed are blessed with believing Abraham so now the Holy Ghost is is the promised is a promise that was promised long time now it was the gospel that was preached to abraham that now in you all the nations shall be blessed how by now you know allowing the holy ghost to invade the earth so that now the will of god 
will be established here on earth. The will of God will be established here on earth. So, after Jesus Christ died and arose in the book of Luke chapter 24, verse 49. So that's the power of good relationship. The book of you know, Luke chapter 24, verse 49. The Bible said that, Behold, I sent the promise of the Father. So that is why I'm saying the Holy Ghost is the promise of the Father. The Holy Ghost is the promise of the Father. So Jesus Christ was sending the promise of the Father. But it, he didn't just send the promise of the Father, no. It was based on, on some things that now we need to begin to look into it attentively as children of God. So I first give it to me in the book of you know Luke chapter 24, verse 49. So the Bible said that behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you. But he said that, but tarry in the city. So as they were tarrying, now Jesus Christ gave them the charge that they need to stay together as one before that the Holy Ghost will come. Establish good relationship with one another, then I will send the promise of the Father. So in you all the nations will be blessed. That is through Abraham. But it stood on this promise. Tarry in a place. Not with division. Not with different mindset. But with one mind. Establishing good relationship. And the Bible says that. Tarry in the city of Jerusalem. Until you are endued with power from on high. So anybody that you know would want to be endued with power from on high and also receive the promise of the father should learn to establish good relationship with one another so jesus christ gave them the charge stay in jerusalem mm. tarry stay there but how so Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many of us are here? Yeah. So how did how do I know that the the, the disciples were staying together in one place with one mindset. The book of Acts chapter 2 verse 1 says it. And in the book of Acts chapter 4, now please let's go, and from verse 32, says it as well. So this proves that now unity, good relationship with one another, you know, has what it does in the body of Christ. So now the Bible says that now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Do you see one heart? Somebody should declare one heart and one soul. So now the word soul and heart is what of a one thought. So they had one agenda. So last week, now Afraso, you know, I, I I was I was saying that when I I enter into partnership with you. What happens? What happens is that we have one goal. One goal. So they were in partnership with one another. And the Bible says that now the multitude of those who believe 
were of so those that believed were about 120 people that that, that they were there they were there there were 120 people So now for you to know this scripture is in the book of Acts. The book of Acts. Now, Francis, now just let, let me give this scripture in the book of Acts chapter 1, right from verse 15. Now you let's start from even you know, yeah. Let me give that scripture, then I'll, I'll be going back and forth. Now the Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter 1, right from verse 50, and the Bible says that in those days Peter stood in the midst of the disciples. Altogether, the number of the number of names were about a hundred and twenty people in there. Hundred and twenty people. This proves that there were many people present. In Jerusalem, in the city of Jerusalem, there were 120 people. Wow! So now, first, you go back, you know, verse 14, and see what it says. Now, you know, when you go, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, the verse 14. Now, the verse 14 says that those, uh, these all continue with one accord. So you see that. This, this, the, the one accord, one accord continues in the early church. It continues right from the book of Acts chapter 1. After Jesus Christ departed, you know, the people had one mind. That is, and that is the source of the miracles and of the signs and of the wonders. In the early church, we cannot defer from this. This is the truth establishing good relationship that is the power of good relationship so the bible says that this all continued with one accord somebody say one accord this all 120 people there were no division among these people and the bible says that they were one accord in prayer and supplication so they were what they were in one accord in prayer and in supplication now the word supplication means they pleaded to plead what were, what were they pleading for? Now they were pleading for the promise that Jesus Christ promised them in the book of you know Luke chapter twenty four verse forty nine that he will, he will send the promise of the Father. But they were in one place, established one relationship. You know they, they had the the sweet fellowship of the Spirit together in one place, and they were pleading with one mindset. With one mindset. And the Bible said that with, with a woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. This, other, this, this is the foundation of the early church. This is the foundation of the early church. Now first, let's go to the book of um, Acts chapter 4. Verse 32, please. So you see that right from the book of Acts chapter 1, this continued throughout establishing good relationship with one another and the bible says that now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul this should tell you that the, you see when you are a husband and a wife and you understand the rules of unity the rules of establishing good relationship 
now shock something can happen that can push the two of you into a higher dimensions of blessings so the bible says that now the multitude of those who were were one heart and one soul neither did anyone say selfish ambitions wasn't part of the early church but what are we seeing today selfish ambitions everybody is thinking about themselves <laughs> neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own but they had all things in common they had all things in common They had all things in common. Let's continue. They had all things in common. What do we see today? Oh, Jesus. All things in common. And the verse 33. Now the Bible says that, and with great power, you see the source of their power, unity. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus the Christ and with great grace upon them so so the power of you know good relationship draws grace upon you and upon you know the people that are in one place and the bible said that great grace not just grace but you see there is a higher dimension of grace that is drawn upon the church and upon families when no not not just grace but great grace was upon them why because of what of there is no selfish emotions and motives no not at all with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the lord jesus the christ so that is why now you see that especially in our country ghana when you go there are so many churches in that country they are really everywhere every corner but now the big question that we all need to ask ourselves is why is it that now corruption and 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 sin and things that are not befitting now the kingdom of god or things that does not please god now it's happening in that country let us ask ourselves now ask yourself is that are we united are we establishing good relationship with each other because now everybody has a, a doctrine that favors them Everybody has a doctrine that favors them. So now our witness, we're witnessing the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, it is not potent enough to draw men to Christ. Because of one, we are not united. The Bible said that great grace was upon them. Selfish interest. Great grace was upon them how many of us are crying for grace how many of us are crying and want you you know the the, the grace of the lord the love of god should, to come upon their homes and to rest upon their, their homes then establish good relationship with one another in your home so how many of us are here the power Now, Afras, 
Now let us see. In the book of Acts chapter 4, right from verse 29. So now um, the apostles were threatened because they were giving witness to the name of Jesus Christ, saying that Jesus Christ is Lord, he has resurrected, and they won them. So now, because they were united, let, let us see the power of good relationship and the power of unity. What happens? So the Bible says that now, Lord, so they, they entered into prayer as one. The Bible says that now, Lord, look on their threats because you now they receive threats and grant to your servant that with all boldness they may speak your word. And now they prayed. The Bible says that by stretching out your hand to heal, now, Father, this is my prayer that stretch out your hand to heal anybody that is now not well in the name of Jesus the Christ. And the Bible says, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus the Christ. And now the verse 31, that's, you see, that, that, you know, I, I keep thinking about it. And the Bible says, the verse 31, and, and when they had prayed, out of unity and one accord establishing good relationship with one another after prayer what happened the bible said that the place where they were assembled as a unit as one the bible says that now that place was shaken it was like an earthquake the place was shaken because the Holy Ghost invaded the place. And the Bible said that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were filled with the promise of the Father. They were filled with the blessings that was promised Abraham again and again. In the book of Acts chapter 2, they were filled. And in the book of Acts you know, chapter 4, they were filled again because they were united. And the they spoke the word of God with boldness. Power of good relationship. That's one dimension of it. So when we establish good relationship with one another, having one mind, things happen in the spirit and things happen in the physical. I said things happen both in the spirit and in the physical because now you know the 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 the, the, the place shaking they felt it that is why they were they were able to record it so it is not only in the spirit but physically they they they, they experienced the, the the shakings of the place because God has invaded in that place God has invaded that place Father, help us. Now, the book of uh, Philippians chapter 2. Please, let help me, Father. The book of Philippians chapter 2. Afras. Let's go. Now, as you are thinking about this now, I'm seeing that there is fire that is going to rest upon some people. Some people will be filled with the Holy Ghost. And rekindle the fire that is in them. In the book of Philippians chapter 2, let's start from verse 1. The Bible says that, therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, now the word consolation means encouragement, 
if there is any encouragement in Christ, if you know any comfort of love, if any if any fellowship of the spirit, now friendship of the spirit, if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy by being like-minded. Oh, Jesus. Being like-minded. Oh, somebody should declare. Being like-minded. Establishing good relationship. Being like-minded. Having the same love. Being of one accord and of one mind. Oh, somebody should write it fulfill my joy by being like-minded having the same love being of one accord thank you lord jesus now let's go there was three the bible said that let nothing be done through selfish ambitions nothing be done through selfish ambitions and that is the order of the day so the moment we establish good relationship with each other now my problem becomes your problem augustina imalda my worry becomes your worry we are like-minded nothing should be done so we need to abolish anything that is a trait of bad relationship because every bad relationship you know strives on on selfishness so mama ruth is thinking of her own mama Booth is also thinking of her own but they say that they are brothers they are sisters it is never true the power of good relationship let nothing be, be, be done through selfish ambitions. Nothing. Nothing be done through selfish ambitions. A lot of us are so selfish in our relationship with one another. And we'll go there. We'll go there. The power of good relationship, we go there. Through selfish ambitions or concept, but in loneliness of mind, let each, each, esteem others better than themselves let each of you look out not of his own interest but also for the interest of others why now something there must be a reason why the apostle paul was charging now the church of philippi at that time now let's go across verse 5 and the bible says that let this mind be in you which was also in christ which mind humility who being in the form of god did not consider it robbery to be equal with god but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of man and being found in the appearance as as, as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross now what happened therefore so when he came he established that relationship with man by just coming low as a man based on that relationship that he established with man he came so low came so low and the Bible said that, therefore, 
God also has highly exalted him and given him the, the name that is above all names. So now for you to, you know, be exalted, now you need to learn how to establish good relationship with man. Exaltation. So it is God that exalts man. But God will only exalt man when they understand the rules of relationship. Good one. Establishing good relationship with one another. First, let's go. Verse 12. Now the Bible said that, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. How then do you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling? These are questions that you need to ask yourself. Work it out. How then do you work? So now I will come to salvation as well. Salvation without reconciliation is incomplete. Salvation without reconciliation, charity is incomplete. Anybody that they say that they are saved, <laughs> will come there. Work it out. Work out your own salvation with fear and troubling. For it is God who works in both in you both to will and to do His good pleasure. So establishing now a good relationship with God is to what? Is, is, is to do the will of God and to do his good pleasure as well. And the Bible says, do all things without complaining and disp disputing that you may become blameless. You may become blameless and harmless children of god without fault in the in the midst of a crooked and a perverse generation among whom you shine as light in the world that is the power of good relationship that what when we establish that good relationship with one another what happens is that we do the will of god that means you are working out on the on your salvation by doing the will of god and doing his pleasure and after that what happens is that now you know so that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without any fault in the midst of a crooked and, and, and perverse generation among whom you shine as light so all of us are, are the light in this world we shine as light in this world thank you Lord Jesus About first, what's the time? Okay, let's go. Uh, I, this would be my last scripture because it's going to be a series in the book of James. I want to pray for the sick now. In the book of James, chapter 5. Let's start from verse 13. Now the Bible says that is any anyone among you suffering, let him pray. 
Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for, for the elders of the church and let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of, the, of, the, of faith will, will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Now, the emphasis is on verse 16. It says that confess your trespasses to one another. Have good relationship. Confessing our trespasses to one another. Now, the, 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 the NLT will say, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. Wow, the power of good relationship. And let us see what happens when we establish this good relationship. Mm. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. Praying for one another is a sign of good relationship. Confessing your trespasses to one another is also a, a sign of good relationship. If that you've established good relationship. So if in Malda, now we've established good relationship and I offend you, now we confess that, oh, in Malda, I did this to you and I am very sorry. And after that, the Bible says that pray for one another. First, please give me that scripture. And the Bible says that the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now we could, we take, we only take this scripture that the effective favorite prayer of the righteous man but we forget about the relationship that we have to establish first before your prayer become potent so what good relationship does is what it empowers so the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man it avails man so now why is it that now we are praying for you know we are praying and now that that power that needs to be drawn out of prayer we are not seeing those signs so that's why when we check the book of acts we saw that now that they, they prayed and the holy ghost invaded that place because they were from one mind one accord and they were all together so the bible said that confess now so if now you see francis i have done anything wrong to you i will tell you that francis now forgive me confessing your trespasses to one another so that what so it means that what establish that 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 principle of of of, of forgiveness because it is part of relationship i mean good relationship of course confess your trespasses to one another and after that not only confess but pray for one another as believers establishing this good relationship and the bible says that that you may be what healed so a lot of people pray for one another that you may be healed so a lot of people ask are not healed now because of unforgiveness relationship bad relationship that you may be healed so the healing grace depends on on your good relationship that you've established with one another
then when you go to the verse 17 then we all go to we all say that elijah was a man uh, with a nature like us and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain we only take out what pleases us but we don't now look at now the whole concept the whole concept elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed yes he prayed it is very true but what about we forgiving each other establishing that good relationship with one another so that we will be able to to forgive so now i know that definitely afrasu you would hate me so when we have good that good relationship what happens is that the moment that now is like we have issues we we easily now confess so i'll come and tell you that oh mommy you did it you did it oh i'm very sorry then you see we we quench that kind of you know um that kind of friction and the bible says that after the confession prayer and after prayer pray that you may be healed that you may be healed so the power of good relationship can draw the healing grace of God. It can draw the healing grace. Father, grant us grace. And help us. Father, grant us grace. And thank you, Lord Jesus. Told you, Lord. Now, let's 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 look at this this story between Jesus Christ and the rich ruler, and we are, we we close the book of Mark. First, please let's go in the book of Mark, chapter ten. Now, in the book of Mark, chapter ten, right from verse seventeen, it is a very powerful story. How many of us would, would, would establish good relationship with one another? There are so many benefits that comes with um, good relationship. So now the Bible says, now as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt, knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So this man was a rich ruler. He was very rich. So he was asking that you know, how can you know he obtain it you know or inherit eternal life out of verse 18 the bible says that so jesus said to him why do you call me good no one is good but one that is god so now jesus christ was not saying that he's not good but you know that contest is for a purpose one day i'm going to explain that and he said that you no know, but that uh, no one is good but one that is god and he said you know the commandment 
you know the commandment and now the ten commandments strives on relationship having good relationship with your neighbor this is what jesus christ said you know the commandment and what is the commandment he said do not commit adultery one do not murder so if you have established a good relationship nancy how can you murder somebody there's no way so jesus christ referred to the law referred to relationship a good relationship with man yeah he said do not commit adultery do not you know uh, murder do not steal do not bear forth witness false witness do not defraud honor your father and your mother it all strives on what you, you good relationship the law and let us see the verse 20 and he answered and said to him teacher all these things i have kept from my youth this is a rich 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 man talking then jesus looked at him and he loved him and he said to him one thing you lack go your way sell whatever you have and give to the poor sell whatever that you have establish a good relationship with the poor he was rich but he never established a good relationship with the poor by giving to the poor so jesus christ referred him to establishing a good relationship and he told him because he has kept all the commandments as a religious person but not out of love not out of love so the bible says that go your way you know uh, and sell whatever that you have and give to the poor and you have treasure in heaven so establishing a good relationship by giving out to the poor now what are you doing you are establishing what we call a treasure in heaven oh how many of us are here that is the power of good relationship you are establishing so how then do you establish a treasure in heaven by demonstrating love to the poor establish a relationship a good relationship with the poor in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me never the best thing you do at first he says but he was sad at the word and he went away sorrowful for he had great great possessions so he 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 establishes he he had already established a relationship with his possessions not with people so his heart was in his possessions so all the all the laws that he 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 fulfilled and he obeyed was out of religious mindset he never pleased god so jesus christ loved him and he said no there's one thing that you are lacking i can see where your heart is now let me show you go and establish good relationship with now the poor so he said go and sell whatever that you have and give to the poor give to the poor give to the poor give to them nancy give to the poor establish that good relationship with them and you would have treasure so anybody that only tells you come and give your money to the church or bring your money to the church for god will bless you please it is true but it is half truth giving establishing that good relationship with people that are outside that are struggling by giving to them 
would help you and me to do what? Have treasure in heaven. <laughs> A treasure in heaven. Oh, so how many of us are having treasures in heaven? How many of us are having treasures in heaven? <laughs> I will end here. Power of good relationship. Oh. Father, help us. Father, it is my prayer that your people would understand the word and let it fall on good grounds. May they be blessed. May they establish good relationship with one another as your word has come. And may all that we do be a blessing. In Jesus' name, I call it that. Amen. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more upcoming episodes and activities on the GPM platforms. This episode is now available on... Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and tune in. Remember to be a doer of the word and act upon his word. Shalom. Peace.